Be honest. Have you ever considered not going to the office Christmas party because you'd be the only one without a plus one? Or maybe you've dreaded going to brunch with your girlfriends because you're the only one dating right now and you're pretty sure they do not want to hear it. If either of those remotely describes you, keep listening. This episode is going to rock your world. This is the non-exclusive podcast, Real Life Stories That Help Relationships Flourish, hosted by Candice and Rebe. Singleness can be kind of a prickly topic. If you're single right now, there's no need to explain. You get it. If you're dating or married, like me, you probably have no idea where to start when the topic comes up in your group of girlfriends. That's why I'm so thrilled to bring you one of the best and honestly one of the most honest perspectives on singleness I've heard so far. My friend Candace shares her story about coming face to face with the question, what if I'm single forever? Then what? I'll let Candace answer that. Have you ever been asked a question that changed your life? I was getting to know my future sister-in-law. We were just walking through Target one Sunday afternoon. We got to the toy aisle because I wanted to pick out something for our nephew. She turned to me and said, So, do you want to be a daycare teacher forever? She didn't think anything of it, but it literally stopped me in my tracks. I quickly said no, but when she asked what I wanted to do, I had no answer except that forever, all I've wanted was to be a wife and a mother. Once that happened, I'd be set. The conversation ended, but the thought stuck with me. Is this all I want from my life? Is it really enough just to sit and wait for my husband to arrive so that I can really start to live? What if I'm single forever? Then what do I do? Those were really hard questions for me to process. So I do what I often do when I need to talk through a problem. I call my friend Noel. Hello? I'm freaking out a little bit, Noel. I'm seriously freaking out a little bit. It's all good. It's fun in the freak out. The wisdom Noel gave me was this. Let's do a Bible study on faith. I was pretty confused. How was faith going to help me figure out what I was going to do with my life if I was single forever? And also, how about the question that I was still freaking out about? What if I'm single forever? But I agreed and started a study on faith. It couldn't hurt, right? Noelle and I met at our favorite coffee shop in Old Town Camarillo. We sat across from each other and we just talked. I realized that I have a little issue with giving God control over my future. A future that I thought I had figured out quite nicely. A husband plus kids equals happiness. This is just a little pressure on one thing to bring me happiness. No big deal. My expectations for my future meant that I was constantly disappointed with my life. Or mad at God for not making it happen the way I wanted. Turns out, though, when you study faith, God makes you walk it out. Shocker, huh? I didn't realize this about myself before, but giving God control is terrifying. What if God's plan doesn't include a husband or kids? I felt God asking me over and over, am I still good if you never get married? Will you still choose me? These questions still blow my mind because I want to say, of course he's still good. 
and obviously I will choose to follow him, but what about those times that I feel 100% alone, watching all my friends and family get married and start families? Will I be able to truthfully say that he is good, or will I feel like he's abandoned me? My heart breaks at this because I know that he is still good, and I know that he has done far more for me than I will ever be able to do in return. But I couldn't imagine a life where I wasn't someday married or a mother. I told God, I don't know how to give you my husband forever, but I can give you him today. And I will choose to believe that you are a good God and that your plans for me are great, even when I don't feel it. I will choose to believe that you have already given me a future and a hope. I did this every day. I woke up and I gave him my future. Some days were easy and other days were horrible because it had to be more than just words. My actions and my way of thinking also had to change. When I chose to give God my future, that meant a season of choosing not to think about it. I couldn't wonder if maybe I'd meet my husband at this certain event or even do silly things like look at wedding boards on Pinterest. Jesus was challenging me to stop planning and just walk with him, to know that he was a far better planner than I could ever be, and to give him my plans. So that's what I did every day for a few years. And I can tell you that this was the single hardest thing I have ever done. But he also never let me down. Every day that I gave him my future, he reminded me that he is faithful that he is trustworthy, and he does what he says. God began to show me things about myself that were going unused because they weren't needed in my plan, but they were absolutely incredibly necessary and vital to his plan. This is a concept that changed my life, but I still need to be reminded of it pretty regularly. So while writing this, I called Noelle to see why she suggested we study faith in the first place. Her answer was brilliant and simple. Guaranteed, you are listening too much to what your mind is saying, what the enemy is saying, and you're not giving enough time to the truth and the Word of God. Because when we are in the Word, it is easier to hear God's voice, and it is harder to be swayed by the voice of Satan. So, fast forward to now. I look back at this time and I see all the amazing things that came from choosing God over my control. He has opened door after door that I could never have imagined. I'm still single, and to be honest, it's awful sometimes. I still desire that relationship so much. But I am very aware that if I'd settled for my version of my future, I wouldn't have moved from California to Nashville. I wouldn't have this amazing job. I definitely wouldn't be talking to you on this podcast. I would have missed out on some truly incredible things that are vital to his plan. Okay, so while I was prepping for this podcast, uh, Noelle and I had a really interesting conversation. You met her in my story, and... Now you know that I'm not a wife, I'm not a mom, I'm really nowhere that I thought I would be, but I did do a lot of things that I never thought I would do. 
The interesting thing is that Noelle has everything that I thought I wanted. She, you know, has a husband and kids. And oddly enough, that's not at all what she wanted. So let me have her tell you about it. It's funny how people are different. Like, I never, ever, ever dreamed of a wedding or children. Like, it was not a part of my childhood or teenagehood or, you know, even when I was a teenager, I never dated people wondering if if you would be husband material or never thought of names for my children. Like, I just didn't have any of that. Stuff ever. Yeah. Um, and so it's so funny when people say, like, oh my gosh, I've thought about this my whole life, or, you know, whatever. Yeah, if somebody told me when I was any age, 10, 12, 15, 20, even, that I would be, I would grow up and I would be married, and like my, one of my main purposes in life would be to be a great wife and to have. And, to ha- and then I would have four kids. I would be like, no! <laughs> Give it to somebody else! <laughs> or if, like, the Lord told me that when I first became a Christian, I probably wouldn't have become a Christian. Like, oh, I'm not signing up for that, Miss. You know, I also didn't have, like, parents who ha- were happily married. Um, what I had was a single mom who just kicked butt, and she was just a dynamic powerhouse. Um, And my dad also was just incredibly creative, wants to change the world and, you know, stop world hunger, but there wasn't anything exciting in a union or a relationship to me. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's funny. So I was that... Even in high school, like, I loved dating and all that. That was lots of fun. But, like, you were never going to get close to my heart ever because that's just not something I was interested in. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Like, I totally thought I'd be a businesswoman and just start a bunch of incredible, innovative companies and ideas and, you know, just, like, super serve the populations that I love to work for and make this huge impact and, you know, I never, like, falling in love was like a lose-lose situation to me. Wow. Like, that would be, like, the most humble, that's for other people, too boring for me and just, that's a really weird thing, right? Saying it out loud now. Totally, yeah. Like, what kind of weirdo, cold, heartless weirdo were you? <laughs> I don't know, it's a really strange thing when you dig into it, but um, thank God the Lord didn't listen to me. I mean, at no stage in the game would I have preferred my way over his looking back. And all of my failures were his idea of success. Now, I don't even want that stuff. Like, the things I want now are so much greater. He just, he turned me into a completely different human. And I now would not be satisfied with that life. Isn't that funny that we switch places? 
really neither of us are where we thought we would have been. I definitely thought I'd be a mom. She definitely thought she'd be a businesswoman. And I can't even tell you the amount of conversations that we've had where we've been like, how did this happen? And also where I'm like, man, I really wish I had your kids. And she's like, yeah, but I really wish I got to travel all over the place. And the thing is, when we both look at our lives, we wouldn't change any of it. Of course, I want a husband. I want a family. But that doesn't change that I have a really cool life right now and that God's doing really cool things. And for her, she does have kids and she does have a husband and she all these things that she thought were literally absurd and wouldn't want it even if, you know, someone tried to give it to her. She she loves and she literally could not imagine her life without it. I just think it's crazy. It's really just a, an interesting thing to have someone with your opposite dream uh, come into your life and be like, no, you have what I want. And me go, no, you have what I want, but it's okay because God's doing really cool things in both of our lives. We live in a world that can leave us feeling angry, anxious, and down. Way Nation lets you read, watch, and hear things that replace this hopelessness with truth. When you visit waynation.com, you'll be ready to face each day with genuine purpose, hope in Jesus, and a positive outlook. Let Way Nation help you refocus, recharge, laugh. Yeah. Also, secret, not so secret. We work on this thing, and so you'll probably see us around a lot. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. We work there. It's really cool. So you should definitely follow us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All all the things. Go to the website. Read all the fun stuff. WayNation.com. Okay, bye. I mean, we all have things we hang on really tight to, and they're usually the things that we need to give over to God and that he's asking us to trust him with. Really beautiful things can happen when we do that. And Candice, I think you illustrated that perfectly. Spoiler alert, I am married, so I'm not looking at that exact same question that Candice did, but... It speaks to me. There are things I need to give up to in my life. Um, But speaking of me being married and Candace being in a different stage of life, we've had this conversation multiple times. I don't always know what to say to my friends who are single and who would like to be married because I want so desperately to be an encouragement to them. But sometimes I feel like I just need to stay quiet. (laughs) So what do you wish um, people would say to you? It's a really hard question because I feel like it really depends on who you are Mm -hmm. in my life and what kind of relationship we have. You, for instance, I pretty much will hear anything you have to say because I know that (laughs) what you're saying you've thought through and you're not just saying it flippantly. But then like I have some other people in my life who, you know, don't quite have the best track record with dating or even with mine and their relationship. And so when they try to give me dating advice or reasons why I'm single, I don't want to hear them at all, you know? So I really think it's the foundation that you have in your relationship. There's a lot of things that people try to tell you that are not that great. (laughs) I asked Candace earlier if she could talk about what to say or maybe what not to say. She said, oh, I could talk about what not to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, because so many people, especially Christian people, try to give you all these scriptures and they try to tell you all this truth. And you know what? Like 90% of the time I could hear it and I'm like, thank you. That's a great reminder. There's that 10% of the time that I'm like, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. 
you don't know. You can't understand. But mm-hmm. honestly, I could be talking to my roommate who's in the exact same boat as me. And if she tried to tell me that stuff, I would say, shut up. You don't understand. Because at that moment, I can't accept it. And I think that's where single girls, we need to be upfront with that, especially if you're in a place at that moment where you can't hear. And I have noticed there are times where you can almost sense like this is a situation where it might be a challenging day yeah. for Candace. Yeah. Maybe this is just not a good day. And so we're going to talk about something else. For sure. It doesn't always have to be about the relationship status. Definitely. And you honestly, you being up front with me and telling me, nope, can't hear that today. I would feel bad for a minute, but then I would be so thankful. Okay, cool. I can run with that. We can just do something else and talk about something else. Yeah, because there's it's so, helpful. Yeah, there's so many other things that friends can talk about. <laughs> besides, no way, really? <laughs> besides I mean, let's be honest, religion. that's a very popular topic it is. amongst it totally us females. Is. <laughs> and you know what? But like, it's true. There's so much more to life. For sure. And here's the thing, too. Someday I'm going to have a, a husband and and I want to swoon over him the way that you swoon over your husband. So I want to be a part of that. I would feel like our friendship was lacking if we couldn't talk about this one thing because I'm single. Again, this is just me. I feel this way. Some people have a harder time with it than yeah. I do. Um, and I never want to negate, again, those days or those seasons of life where you might be having a hard time with it. But you, Candace, have one of the most just the best perspectives on this that I've ever seen. Thank you. And it's been refreshing to me because you've really encouraged me in my relationship. And same as you, I wouldn't want to not be able to talk about your struggles either. Cause that, yeah. again, I feel like that would just kind of put a damper on the friendship. I know you've told me that you felt like the only one who is single oh, from 100%. time to time, especially uh, in certain situations. A hundred percent. There's, Uh, There's loads of times like let's take Christmas or any holiday season, you know, anytime you have something where your family's all going to come together and you're literally standing in a group of all of these couples or all of these families or whatever it is. And all of my siblings are married. So I literally just did this a few weeks ago. That's not fun. It just it emphasizes that I don't have that yet. And it's super hard. I also wouldn't want to miss out on those things because I am single, you know, like I've been to plenty of parties where I look around and I'm like, yeah, I'm the only person who's single. Yay. (laughs) Okay. I'm okay. You know? And I think part of it, and this is a thing I have to do a lot. I know my weaknesses and I know the things that really trigger me, but I also have the truths that combat that. Here, I'll give you an example. Before Rebe was married, she was engaged. And before she was engaged, she was dating a guy. And no way, really? Yeah, you know, that's how it goes. I drove them to the airport and I knew that this trip that they were going on, they were going to get engaged. Like 100%, no doubt, they were getting engaged. And I was super excited. But I definitely dropped them off at the airport, drove out of the airport and cried a little bit because I was like, God, you know how much I want this. And I really just need you to know that this hurts and I don't like it. And that was just what I needed to do at that moment. Something that I know from other conversations is that some people will even avoid that entire conversation with their friend who just got engaged. Right. The fact that you have told me that before and even just shared it just now. First of all, it puts a little bit of a dagger in my heart. Like, oh, I caused her pain. But at the same time, I so appreciate that honesty because that's what relationship is about sometimes. And it illustrates that everyone has those moments 
Yeah. If you're single, you get it. You've had that moment too. If you're not, you probably have that moment about something else. A hundred percent. And you, I love that you went to God about it and you were honest about it when it needed to come up in conversation. And I think that's half the battle. Um, I do think it's funny that, you know, we're talking about how so many times when you're single, you feel like you're the only one. And I get it as much as I can get it. Um, but it's when I started dating, I actually felt like the only one. It was so hilarious to me in a way because I had a decent amount of friends who were single and who really would like to date. And here I was in a serious relationship and I was so aware at first of how my talking about it could annoy someone or offend somebody Mm -hmm. or, you know, just set them off on a bad mental cycle. And so I just didn't talk about it a lot. And that almost felt sad too. Every woman is going to feel like she's the odd one out at some point. Yeah. And really what it comes down to is when I did finally start to talk about it, you know, I met Candace and eventually realized that she was really cool and wanted to hear about the joyful things in my life because we're friends. And so I would share things with her sometimes. And it was really beautiful because she was able to celebrate with me and encourage me to be a good woman and therefore a good girlfriend and then a good fiance and now a good wife like she is a voice in my life that is so valuable and it doesn't matter that we're like quote unquote in a different season of life yeah so that's why I love that story that you shared and the conclusion it comes to and how it wraps up to really going to God with that giving it to him and then seeing what he's going to do with it because just because you don't have the thing that you want it doesn't mean that God doesn't have something beautiful for you and that you can't encourage people and other women no matter their season of life and no matter yours. Yep, as you suspected, we have an Instagram and we love it and we love posting pretty things. So if you enjoy Instagram too, check us out at non-exclusive podcast. You'll read additional details to the stories you hear. Plus you'll get to match people's faces with their voices. Unless Candace changes her hair color again. (laughs) Non-exclusive podcast on Instagram. After all that, what I want to leave you with is this. We need to talk about it with friends, with God, Give him your dreams, your fears, your expectations. He totally has it. You can just start with today. Maybe giving him your whole future is too much, but today counts for something. Because the alternative is feeling isolated and alone. When we could just talk about it with God, it would make the journey just a little bit easier. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. If you like what you heard, rate us on iTunes. Five stars would be awesome and would help us out a ton. But really, your honest thoughts are very valuable to us. Like, really, we would love to know what you think.